Hey guys, Coach Sean here, and welcome to another episode of the Coach Sean Fitness Podcast, coming straight to you from the Coach Sean Fitness Studios quarter. Yeah, I stuck with the quarter name there, probably only for this week, I'll forget about it next week, but I, I actually, as much as I was slagging the whole grafting quarter thing they got going on, the Christmas lights, I, I really like that name, the Coach Sean Fitness Studio quarter. has a certain je ne sais quoi to it, or maybe not, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> we are going to go... Before we get into today's show, which is going to be talking about um, fitness myths, um, I just want to quickly send a shout out to uh, everyone who completed the Coach On um, 8 week challenge. It was really cool to see all the emails come in on, on Sunday morning, how, hearing how people got on with the challenge. And um, not only with the online challenge, but also with our boot camp out in Castle Knock. Uh, we had our Christmas drinks and, and meal on Friday night. That was pretty cool. Uh, really, really enjoyed that. And just hearing about how people got on with the process, and one thing that kept coming over and over again was that a lot of people found that what we're doing wasn't exactly a diet. And that's no secret, no plug here to, to push it towards doing one in the new year. But the idea behind it was that it's sustainable and it's it, it's the principles I talk about on, on this podcast every week. Um, 80% of the time trying to stick with lower carbs, bringing the carbs back. And not because carbs are bad once again, but just because it tends to take up a lot of the calories on our plate. So bringing them back a bit, but then 20% of the time having what you want. If you can't have anything 100% of the time, you're going to want it even more. That That's just psychology. Uh, humans. It's like when I had, um, I was on holidays. I can't remember if I said this story before, but anyway, um, I was on a cruise and it was like all you can eat on the cruise. And I'm like, oh, well, when I get there, I'm going to have as, as like every hour or two, I'm going to make up there for more food and more food and more food. And you just always keep picking away at it. And um, long story short, didn't do that. I, I stuck to three meals a day, not because I was trying to stay more healthy or anything like that. It was because it was just there. It was there to have whatever I wanted. So it was, what, what was the point in keep going back to the buffet and, and, and having more and more food? We're going to have all my food in one sitting, then come back to it again, uh, uh, time and time again. But if it was a case of um, that was all taken away from me, then I'd want to pick up more. I'd probably be eating through today as well. I think that analogy makes sense. But I just want to say a huge shout out once again to everyone who did the eight-week challenge. And yeah, it, it was pretty cool. And with that said, uh, we are going to go straight into today's topic, which is fitness myths. I pronounced that wrong, didn't I? Fitness myths. It, it has a th th in it. I know people have been telling me I am struggling big time with ths uh on this podcast, but I I'm trying really hard for you guys to pronounce that. We'll try it one more time. In this week's show, we are talking about fitness myths. Did it again. So before we get into detail about a lot of fitness myths, I hear I just want to. Can't help but say that wrong. Okay, I'm going to need another word here for, for myths. I'm struggling here. I'm probably saying it right, but I've said it so many times in my head now. I feel like I'm saying fitness myths wrong, but uh, we'll go with it anyway. So in this show, we're going to talk about some fitness myths, and <laughs> I can't stop saying, thinking about it now. But okay, move on. Focus, Sean. Focus. This week's show, we're talking about some fitness myths, and before I get into talking about uh, a few of these in detail. I'm just going to go over um, a couple of them really quick 
that I've mentioned in previous episodes of podcasts because I don't want uh, people to think afterwards, oh, he didn't mention this or he didn't mention this. And Sean, how come he didn't mention this one? This is a big one. Uh, it's because I just want to keep repeating myself over and over again. But I do want to acknowledge them. So I'm going to acknowledge a couple of them really quick and then we're going to move on to the bulk of this um, episode. So uh, the first one is talking about sweat. I talked about this last week, you know, sweat is fat crying and all that. And you know what? I don't really have a big issue with this because uh, while it's not technically true in the slightest and it has nothing to do with fat loss, and uh, it's like one of those cool little quote things or things that people put up on their, their Facebook or Instagram pages or or their tweets or whatever it is, you know, I worked hard and sweat is making the fat cry and the other one was um i'm wearing black because i'm going to the funeral of my fat or whatever it is you know um okay that one's a little bit different but sweat whether you sweat more is, is not whether you know you're working harder necessarily um it could be just hotter none of it's hotter in the gym you're gonna sweat more there's, there's no two ways about it you know if you're going for a run on a cold day it's gonna take a lot longer it basically it, it's your body's way of regulating your your temperature uh, your body temperature so sometimes you're going to sweat more than others and you know it can all come down to 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 stress levels how much um you know hydration levels as well so it, it doesn't necessarily mean when you're sweating you're out of shape it, it's it's a completely different thing there's there's not much correlation between the two uh with the exception of if you work out you may or may not sweat but don't judge the, the quality and your intensity workout by how much you sweat Another one which I'm sure you guys are sick to death of hearing about, but I have to mention it really, really quick, and that is that you can't target specific areas for burning fat. So you can't say, um, I'm going to do a great leg workout today because I've got a lot of fat stores in my thighs and I want to burn the fat off my thighs not how it works you, you know you're burning calories you're burning overall body fat percentage but you're not going to burn it just on on your thighs pretty much and uh, we all have different areas in the body where we hold on to fat as the last part to go for someone's our legs someone's the backside someone's our stomach and you can't just ta- target those areas for that body fat to go and um, i touched on this one before stretching before you work out um when i did mention it it was like you got a big warm-up done and then after you, you did your warm-up and you're ready for your workout then you slowed everything down for five ten minutes and start doing some stretching you know a, a lot of classes and even when i was back back in the old college days <laughs> back ago 10 years ago you used to teach that where you do your your big warm-up pretty much in aerobic classes actually we had we had to do aerobics and um, not my favorite type of class to teach but you do your your big 10 minutes and then after 10 minutes of your warm-up, you'd have to slow it down for five minutes just when you're ready for the workout to actually begin and hit the harder exercises. They brought it back five minutes of stretching and then you had to build back up again when you're, you're really just re- wasting time. But that doesn't mean in the warm-up you can do a couple of different stretches as you build up and you, you, you make the exercise a little bit harder and the exercise is always, obviously depending on on the type of workout you're doing so you're incorporating like if there's a leg day you're incorporating some squats so you might finish with just a couple of squat jumps for example but that doesn't mean you can't do a couple of quad and hamstring stretches um eight ten seconds uh easing into it it's just whatever you, if you feel good doing those stretches in the morph by all means do them but i wouldn't stretch cold for five ten minutes the very start without doing a little bit of um movement and I wouldn't do it at the end of a warm-up before I went into the workout from there. 
Um, our next one is no pain, no gain. Stupid, 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 stupid. Yes, you should be somewhat out of your comfort zone when you train, when you do a workout. It shouldn't be easy. So uh, if every workout, you're just going through emotions. You're not getting a lot of it. But actual pain, physical pain, and you're still doing the exercise, you're asking for trouble. If you've got physical pain, muscle pain when you're doing I'm not talking about soreness here which we'll get to in a second I'm not talking about muscle soreness actual pain while doing an exercise that means there's something wrong don't keep doing an exercise if there's something wrong maybe switch up the exercise there's, there's a million one different exercise you could do uh, even on, on a particular muscle group maybe switching up will help help you out but if there's if it's really bad pain stop get it checked out Um, no pain no gain just it, it just means sometimes there are times when you should not be training too hard. There are times we have to, to skip a workout. Um, you know, it's not, you know, hashtag beast mode, not this kind of crap. Um, no pain, no gain is not nah, that, that. That's definitely one of those myths. Um, and speaking of pain, uh, and muscle soreness pain after workout means you've worked hard. That's also a huge, huge one. And, and I, and I get it because sometimes I, I, I do fall for it myself. You know, you've had a particularly hard leg day and you're feeling the legs the next day like, oh, I got it last night. That was that that, that was a tough uh, session. But not every session has to have pain afterwards. And not every session that doesn't have pain means that it's a bad one. You go more by your your numbers in the gym. You know, how, how did you feel afterwards? You know, uh, your personal best. Did you... Did you push towards your your overall goal? Was were you lifting less than you were the previous week, or maybe not as many reps or more reps? If there's a, a consistency, or you're getting a little bit better week, and you can't like I said last week, you can't get better with each and every workout. But if you're getting a little bit better overall, that means it was a good workout. Whereas uh, if you, if there's if there's pain, doesn't necessarily mean you had the best workout in the world. So not a thing. If you missed uh, a week, or no, sorry, not a week. If you missed a month of sessions and you go back to the gym and you feel zero pain, you probably didn't push yourself at all. But definitely pull back if you missed out on, on a month or so. Um, this is one I've, I've touched on a lot, so I'm going to go through it really, really quickly. Uh, lifting heavy weight, meaning you bulk up. No, 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 not true. Uh, that depends on calories. And if you're a woman and you think lifting heavy, you're going to bulk up. You haven't listened to any of these podcast episodes. You definitely won't. There's a hundred percent chance you won't. Yes, you can possibly bulk up, but you need a lot, lot more calories than what you're probably consuming to to bulk up to do that. And then you know testosterone and stuff like that comes into it as well. Um, the next one, really quick before we get started on the main ones, and that is that cardio is the best method for reducing body fat, and this happens all the time. I see it all the time people in the gym, but like. They're, they're struggling to hit the target and there could be me and one different reasons but they're struggling to hit the target and they're like i need to do more running why and they're like well you know more running more cardio drop body fat no with that you'll probably what i assume has happened there is compared to lifting weights where you do like x amount of reps you get a bit of break the cardio is continuous and you'll probably burn more more calories over that session but that's it then whereas with the resistance training you need to recover a lot more because because the weight you're lifting the muscle fibers you're damaging all that rest and um over the, that rebuilding process that's that's kicking in your metabolism your, your resting metabolism is going up with resistance training 
whereas cardio not as much if at all and uh, you, you kind of stop burning calories as soon as the workout is finished there so it's it's not to say that don't take don't take the mesh away from this and not do cardio to burn body fat but it's not the only thing to burn burning body fat and it's probably not the best thing for burning body fat so but having a mix of cardio and resistance training is good okay so on to other fitness myths we're going to be talking about uh we're going to talk about the the anabolic window um and with that it's basically 30 minutes after you train to get protein into it if you don't get protein into you in 30 minutes it's not going to be uh it, it, you're, you're going to lose out on all the potential gains you got from the gym because like i just said a second ago when you work out you know you need protein you're, you're you're breaking down your muscle tissue you need protein for repair that's the proteins the building blocks for repairing our muscles so if you haven't got protein within the first 30 minutes there's no repair going on right wrong and <laughs> um, basically the, the way you look at look at calories and getting protein and carbs and, uh, and everything else is look at it more so as a 24-hour window as in as, as compared to needing it right now it goes back to you don't necessarily need six meals a day and um, you can get three bigger meals and over those 24 hours it, you, it's you're going to be all right it's if the calorie levels the calorie total is the exact same over 24 hours with three big meals and six small meals there's really little to no this uh, difference there uh, with that so you don't necessarily need protein a protein shake straight away to be totally honest with you, if I know I'm not going to eat for another hour or two or if I can't get back to the, the house, cook something up, yes, I will have a protein shake. Supplements aren't necessarily a bad thing as long as they're not replacing food. You can have them in conjunction with having your three meals. You're having a bit of protein supplements to get by, but they're not a, they're not a superpower. They're not like, uh, like another myth I'm going to jump straight into right now is like protein shakes will make you bulky they won't um a lot of them only have like 100 or 200 calories in them something very very small for for a scoop protein you'll probably get more out of a protein bar and i'll get back into that in one second <coughs> excuse me i'll probably forget to edit that part out <laughs> um but what i'll say now with protein shakes is they're good for getting some protein in they're good for keeping us ticking over for the next meal but they're not 100 necessary if you find with your schedule that you're not eating for another two two hours or so after the gym for whatever reason and it could be that you're doing morning workouts and after workout you need to get something with you quick before you travel into work and you haven't got time to sit down and get proper food protein shake is not the worst thing in the world neither is a protein bar but a protein bar doesn't necessarily mean it's healthy it just because it says protein on it and you know a, a lot of a lot of um companies are doing this now that they're whacking the big protein sign on the uh, on the food and it's like oh it, it's healthier because it's protein not necessarily true same with gluten-free just because it says gluten-free on it it doesn't mean it's true it might even have more calories for example some gluten-free muffins have more calories than the regular ones because they have to replace it with something if you've got a gluten tolerance they're great for you if not maybe not the best in the world not that a muffin is healthy but you get where i'm going with that so protein bars are not healthier than regular bars that have more protein most of the time to basically sum up protein bars protein shakes the whole anabolic window know that what you eat over an entire 24-hour window counts if you need to get more protein in maybe have a slightly bigger meal before you work out 
uh, or have a meal before you work out so you have that protein in you and a bit of energy in you depends on what else is, is in the meal but it's over the 24 hour day rather than you know that 30 minutes after the workout supplements bars shakes not necessarily a bad thing as long as you're using them in moderation with your your nutrition with your diet whatever that diet may be and um, on to the next one and that is one that i have heard for years and years and years and that's that knees shouldn't go over your toes with a squat because i, I assume they're thinking that that knee if you went up your knees went over your toes there's too much stress on your knees and the counter thing that you hear all the time is ass to grass when it comes to doing squats that if your your bum's not right down to the ground then the squat doesn't count but if you were to get your your backside right down to the ground with the mobility especially if you've got a barbell on your back your knees are going over your toes so one of them has to be wrong right what if both of them are wrong because i do believe they are and here's why to get that low in in a squat a lot of people can't physically do it um so they might so basically if they try to get the hips down low something's gonna happen something's gonna give their their back might round forward the knees might start buckling um there's a load of, their, their heels might come up off the ground there's a load of things that are gonna stop them getting their hips or their backside right down to the ground and if you force that and then put weight on when you can't do the squat right and you're like no you gotta get you know ass to grass and start saying all oh, this this bs you're gonna have an injury there something something wrong is gonna happen over time if you start putting more and more weight with a bad foundation, bad mechanics of a squat, just because, you know, some guy said you had to have your backside right down to the ground. Now, yeah, I would probably go as low as you can. And once you can't go any lower, uh, depend how low your squat is, that'll depend on when you add weight. I mean, if you're only going to go a little bit down and back up, I probably wouldn't put weight on. Get, I'll get you used to more mobility drills, get you lower into the squat and see what's going on there. Now, if you get down to a roughly parallel, your knees might go above your toes. That's not a bad thing. It just, you, you need that mobility. You need that ankle mobility to, to get down that low. So you're not going to do damage to your knees. But I'm getting very technical with this one. So I'm going to try and sum up really quickly. Um, before you go parallel with the squat, there is more stress on your knees anyway. But that doesn't mean that it's it's necessarily a bad thing. To go back to what I was talking about earlier, if there's pain, if there's pain when you do a squat, then that's a bad thing. That that overrides any rule. So, but in most cases, depending on the person, you should be able to squat. And the lower you get, the more likelihood it is your knees gonna go over the toes. Um, a great way of, of of doing squats is doing box squats. So you're squatting to to a box putting half your body weight on, on the box and coming right back up from there. When, you, when you're when you doing that, you're not putting as much stress on the knees because you're, you're kind of getting that, that that's a, a little bit of, of, of a stop from the resistance. Instead of squatting down momentum, bring yourself right back up, especially if you're not parallel, there there might be some stress in the knees only when you're really adding weight here. Um, but with the box squat, you can kind of pause for a little bit, right back up and just slowly add add more weight onto it and slowly lowering the the height of the box to get lower so in conclusion on that one 
a lot of people cannot go ass the grass so stop telling everyone to go ass the grass see what's happening when you squat if your your back starts bending or your your knees start buckling you've gone too low and just forget about knees going over toes it, it's not a thing uh, unless there's pain and if there's pain you, you you may not want to do squats at all you may not you may need to change up your exercises from there and probably get checked out if you have knee pain doing doing a regular squat um, our next uh, fitness myth is doing cardio first before weight training. On this one, I can, I can give and take it, but um, the general rule has always been get your cardio done first and then your weight training. I find that if you do a, a full warm-up that, that involves exercise you're going to be doing in your workout, for example, different variations of squats, lunges, push-ups, or whatever it is, and then you're doing a full-body workout, I would rather after that warm up, you went straight into doing uh, your weight training, and then spent the last thirty minutes doing cardio, uh, or w- whatever it is. But it, it really depends on your goals. There, what's what's the overall main focus? If you're doing, if you're training for like a marathon or a long distance run, um, you may want to do your cardio on separate days to your weight training. If you're just looking for overall fitness, I'd probably leave the cardio to the end and then push it a little bit more but it's not going to make a difference uh the bottom line on that one you can argue both ways on, on what really comes first between cardio and weight training it, it's more so what's going to get you through the front door of the gym and get that workout in if you dread the cardio although even still if you dread the cardio you might want to do a first get out of the way or you might want to leave it to the end and do the exercises that you that you like doing first the weight training um the next one really quick i actually did talk about this one before and that is uh, not to work out when you're feeling sick that depends i mean the, the, the general rule of thumb and that one is if you've got symptoms above the neck take a break if you've got symptoms above the uh, below the neck you might be able to get through it um but there's no one or the other on that one um, it, it really kind of is up to yourself and how you're feeling there, and there are some days where you might feel the best in the world but you just have to, to power through it and recognize you're not going to get the best workout in the world but you're going to build consistency to stay on track with your training and you may have to change up your routine do something a little bit different but even just mentally getting to the gym moving around you might actually feel a little bit better once again that completely depends on what symptoms you have Another one is running is better than walking. And in theory, that's ob- that sounds obviously true. Um, if you're running, you're going to be using more energy. You're going to burn, burn more calories. So, for example, if someone ran five miles and someone walked five miles, who's going to burn more calories? That is a trick question. That's kind of like what weighs more, the fe- um, a ton of feathers or a ton of bricks. Uh, they're both the same. While you might think that it's obviously running because you're working harder, you're going to be finished your five miles a lot quicker when you're running and then you're done. Whereas the walking is going to take you a lot longer. You're still moving. It'll probably be roughly the same. And, and that I found that hard to believe until I look back on my... I hate bringing this up. It's like, oh, you brought the marathon again. But when I did the marathon back, that really, really awful one back in 2017, where I had to walk a fair bit of it. And when I did it this year, when I look back on the Nike, the Nike run app, and not that the calories are accurate um, in that app that like we talked about before, but 
both of them had roughly the same number. I think it was within 100 calories, which is not too, 100 or 200 calories, which is not bad considering it was like 3,800 calories for one and 3,600 for, for the other, even though one took significantly longer, than, I'm talking about well over an hour longer than the other marathon, yet the calories burnt were the exact same. Um, and that is, it doesn't, it depends on, that basically running running is not necessarily better than walking and it completely depends on the individual. For some people, going out for a 20 minute walk, especially outdoors, in, in nature, as opposed to on a treadmill, and can help lower their stress levels and that could be the goal. They could have had a hit session and a big um, resistance training session the day before and they just want to, they've had a rough day, just want to lower stress levels. They go out for a nice calming walk, stress levels get right back down and that's a lot better than, than, than push themselves going for a run for whatever reason. It really does depend on the person there, but one is not always better than the other, unless you're trying to uh, to, to run to run a, a 10K or something. The goal is running, then you need to start running more. Okay, I'm about to wrap this up really quick, but we've got a couple of more that I want to get through, one of them being that deadlifts are bad for your back. Now, the caveat to this one is I don't do deadlifts because I have problems with my back. Uh, and this goes with barbell squats are bad for your back. Once again, I don't do barbell squats personally right now because they're bad. Uh, they're not, not because they're bad for my back, but the reason is I'd have issues with my mobility. If you can sort out your mobility issues, and before that smart, smart Alex says it, I am working on that. And uh, if you're mobile enough and you're able to deal with the best technique possible, deadlifts and barbell squats are not bad if you build up to them and then perform with the right technique now you'll probably hear about like power lifter power lifters that like have destroyed their, their their backs or their hips or their knees whatever they do squats and deadlifts and yeah that's a big extreme because they're lifting huge 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 amount of weights and their form needs to be you know, a hundred percent spot on, or or something, something bad can and will happen. But if you're not, if you're not squatting three, four hundred kilo, um, and your squats are like 95 percent spot on in technique, you you might get away with it. But make sure your form is as as close to that hundred percent as you can when doing them. So I wouldn't sum up deadlifts and squats are bad for everyone. Some people should not do them. Not do. They should not be doing deadlifts and squats. They should be regressing and doing different exercises instead. And some people are able to do them. It does depend on the person. Um, I'm going to skip the next one. Uh, fitness alone will help you lose weight. I think I kind of summed that up earlier. Basically, calories. It comes down to calories. You know, you know, if you do a workout, you might burn three, four hundred calories. Uh, if you have two chocolate bars, you're gonna eat three, four hundred calories. So if you're, you can't out train a bad diet. Pretty much is is on that one. I'm gonna move on to the last one, which kind of contradicts a lot of stuff I, I've probably said before. Um, and the myth would be that free weights are better than machines. Yep, I got the order on that one. A lot of people will say free weights are better than machines, and to sum this one up, I'll go back to what I've said the last two or three different uh, myths I've been talking about. And that is, it really does depend on the person. Um, for example, some people shouldn't be barbell squatting. Some people might have to do a leg press on the machine. That is a better exercise for them than doing a barbell squat poorly. And 
injuring themselves. Whereas they're probably safer doing it on a leg press. I know there's times where I'm just completely wrecked. And like I said, maybe not feeling 100%. And I know I'm not going to be um, doing dumbbell presses heavy for whatever reason. But if I ease into it doing a, um, a chest press of the machine, I might feel a lot better. Um, I might feel better doing that. And I might go on dumbbells or I might just say, you know what? I'm just going to, today, I'm going to use a chest press and, and just get through this workout. And um, there's times when machines come into play, times there's free weights come into play, times there's cable machines come into play. That that could be better depending what the overall goal is than free weights. Um, for example, if I want to work my back muscles, you might say, Sean, one well, of the best exercises to work your back muscles is pull-ups. I might not be able to do a pull-up. So, and there I go, trying to jump up and try to pull myself up doing a pull-up and I can't do it. Is that really the best exercise? No, because I can't do the damn thing. So I have to do something like a lap pull-down instead, which is a lot better exercise, even though it's machine, than free weights. It depends on the situation what the best exercise is, whether it's um, free weights, um, machine weights, or with cable machines, sometimes you can get a... You, you're always getting that constant tension through, throughout the motion. For example, if you um. If you're doing curls on, on a, the cable machine, probably the easiest example, you're always getting the same tension throughout the, the, the lift, whereas on weights, it's different with the with uh, gravity, basically. If you hold a weight out in front of you, it's going to have a different resistance level than you do if you, if you bring it in, whereas it's a bit more constant on, on, on a cable machine. So, I mean, there's so many different exercises that, are, that may be better on machines, cable machines, on free weights it really does depend on the person and their goals so to wrap up all these fitness fitness myths it really does depend on the individual in most cases except on those few like no pain no gain where you just need to i mean i don't even quote that don't don't do it don't hashtag it don't do it it's 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 stupid um I look back now one of my old Instagram posts I probably have hashtag no pain no gain <laughs> please don't look at, look back at that but um, yeah they're all individual there's always different reasons for doing different exercises um, there's no one exact set method there's no one exact way to squat depending on everyone's different uh, on that one and just touching a squat one again everyone's squat looks a little bit different as well um, and that comes from like different types of bones the way the bone goes into the socket and uh, we have different levers in that one so everyone's squat will look a little bit different as long as you can do it safely and as long as there's some things that are the same for example your your knees don't buckle so there's no strength issue there uh your your core is tight uh, and your back is your 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 back your back is not rounding pretty much while while doing the exercise. There's there's telltale signs like that how much you can and should squat, but overall how how low your backside goes down to the ground is not necessarily uh the most important thing when doing a squat. I'm I'm talking myself into into a uh, an argument there with people. The aim should be to try and get lower to do a squat. But that doesn't mean every squat should be hips down. If you're gonna, um, if some some issues gonna come up with that, for example, what I just said with the knees and the lower back. If you can't do that, then go down to whatever level you can. Come right back up from there. But work on your mobility so over time you're able to get lower. And the lower you go past parallel, the more you shift the the stress from the knees onto the hips. And that only really matters when you start lifting heavy heavy weight. Um, 
because the hips obviously have more muscle around it it's, it's going to be a stronger joint than than the knee joint so you really want to get below parallel as you start to lift heavier so yeah they are my fitness mitts and with that i'm gonna wrap up this podcast i went a little bit over than i do for most podcasts so hopefully there's still people listening at this stage of the podcast if there is and i'm really conscious of my ths here thank you for listening to the podcast thank you for downloading the podcast each and every week i would really appreciate it if you guys share it on your social media whether it's instagram stories facebook or whatever it is just let people know about it so we can build it up each and every week and that is pretty much it for me on this episode thank you once again for listening hope you guys got something from the podcast and from coach john until next wednesday or whenever you listen to the podcast take care daycare i put a hate in daycare i had one job one job to do stop the music stop the music i had one job and i just went fake care i put a th in the one back in where i wasn't supposed to switch ths in we're gonna try that one more time just play the music play me out from coach on daycare